and welcome to another episode of HB Critical, a podcast for my friends and I talk all things gaming. I'm your host, Joel, and today I am joined by Gabe. Hello. Kelly. Hi, guys. Brandon. What's up, people? And special guest, David. Hi. So, uh, up, before I jump right into all the wonderful new stuff, uh, David's a wonderful friend who is going to tell you a little bit about himself, and then we're just going to jump right into the news for the week. Uh, hi, yeah, uh, I currently write for Tech Raptor, and, uh, I play almost any genre of video game, although, like, my favorite are RPGs, because I do, like, numbers and shit. Hell and, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it. I actually love it. Keep going. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at DarkWatchman28, and, uh, yeah. Okay, so before I go, you have to tell me a little bit about that handle. Not that hand. Okay, so the story, uh, when I created my, my PlayStation Network ID in middle school, I just used like a random ID, like name generator, because I, I could not think of a name. And so I've just used Dark Watchmen for like a lot of online accounts. It was just kind of stuff. Yep. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. It is what it is. And so, um, I hope you're all doing well. Yeah, everybody's doing pretty good. Yeah. I yeah. have, I've had a pretty good week. Awesome. Alive. So, um, yeah, you know, alive is <laughs> We're living, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just here. Another um, day on the big blue earth. Let's hop right into all the wonderful new stuff. I'm going to try to get through a lot, uh, all of it, but there is a lot of stuff to discuss. So the first thing I want to talk about is um, David. While, while I have David here, he's going to be here for the entire uh, podcast, but he's been writing guides over at Tech Raptor, right? For um, Outriders. Yes, I have done the guides for the Technomancer and the Devastator. So classes. we played for like five minutes, <laughs> Kelly and I, while Brandon was trying to log in. So we haven't really played too much of Outriders, but from what I've played so far, I've enjoyed it. How do, how, how do you feel about Outriders as a video game so far, David? Uh, as a video game, I think it is probably uh, not hyperbole for people that are into loot. And RPGs, and they like getting that like incremental improvement to st- to like a stat or like comparing different sorts of equipment or shit like that. Outriders is the perfect game for like people like that because unlike other live service games, well, it's not. They, they've said it's not a live service, but unlike other games that it's being compared to, like Destiny and The Division, those games have the problem where like the loot is pretty basic and boring until you start getting to the end game and then they start adding more exotic things. But like Outriders, pretty much from like hour three before you even hit hit level ten, you're already making decisions about what sorts of mods you want to equip onto your your character. You're already like starting to plan out what your build is going to be. You're already making like sacrifices. Alright, this equipment has this thing. I don't want to sacrifice this thing, and it's and it has a pretty uh, deep uh, modding or crafting system. I forget what they call it, and it's uh, pretty open ended, allowing you to make almost any kind of character you want. It's uh, extremely freeing for this kind of game. You know, I when I played it, um, I really didn't like the fact that they don't let you try out the classes without starting over. Um, that's what the demo is for. No, but then I would have had to start the demo over like three times, four times to play each one. Well, 
I did notice yeah. that you can actually skip the prologue at least. Yeah, you can skip the prologue. The demo says you can skip up to the um, up to the class creation part. And this is yes. why reading is fundamental because I didn't read that, and I was like, I am not doing <laughs> this whole prologue. Yeah, you don't have to do that just to try out another class. No. So don't be like me and read and uh, play the demo, which I don't think is the demo even still online currently. Oh, it is. Yep, because I'm yeah. still playing it. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Is the demo still available for download? Is actually what yep. I oh. downloaded it like two days ago. No, okay. like today because my friend said she couldn't find it when I was like, "Go oh. the demo." Oh, I'll let you know I right actually, now. Yeah. <laughs> so while we're talking about Outriders, uh, a lot of shit has been given to you know the devs and community managers of Outriders because of the um, patching issues and connectivity issues uh, because of the launch of the game. Which I mean, at this point. I pretty much expect it. I think we're all kind of used to it. Um, and, I mean, when we played, once we were able to get in, it was totally fine. Like, we didn't have any connection issues and everything was fine. But um, recently, the Outriders, they they have a post-launch dev news update, which includes the fact that they're giving a community appreciation package. Um, this package is gonna ha- is for all players uh, who have played between March 31st and April 11th. They're eligible. Any players outside of the above window, but for whom we will have performed an automatic inventory wipe restoration, are also eligible. So if you've gotten an automatic inventory wipe restoration, oh my god, you're also eligible for this. Your highest level character will receive a level appropriate legendary weapon, which is always great. Um, nice. A level appropriate amount of titanium and the emote frustration, which is otherwise. <laughs> unobtainable at this moment in time the irony here was not oh, intentional <laughs> but it is very fitting so um that's what we got from them yeah uh how do you guys feel about video games being able to when they have a kind of messy launch um doing something like appreciation package like how do you feel about the devs here creating this for outriders I mean, oh, I think pretty it's, cool yeah I, honestly i think it's a it's a it's nice enough damage control and like listen listen any any online game that's like i guess an untested franchise, if it ends up doing a lot better than the devs expected, this is going to be a part of it. Like, you know, servers get overloaded. It happened with Fall Guys. It happens with every single M- new MMO that comes into market. It's, it's part, it's part, it's part of the package. And, it, but I'm, I give kudos to them for, you know, I don't think, I don't think, like, I think there's still some issues, but not nearly as much as launch. So for them to have this, like, as, like, I guess kind of like an apology for, you know, hey, this game was more popular than we thought. We're not quite ready to follow you to uh, give them these, these gifts. I think it's nice. I think it's a, it's a good gesture. Do you think it's enough? Yeah, I do. Uh, I mean, I for a totally new franchise, yeah. I mean, what more can they offer? I mean, they never, this is, like, totally brand new. I mean, the fact mm. they're giving you anything, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, considering, uh, they had gotten some, some backlash, uh, for dropping the legendary drop rates from the demo, they reduced it from the demo to the full launch. The fact that they're giving Giving you a a free legendary weapon, like that's, that's, that's like a pretty nice deal, I think. And then the titanium is a pretty useful, uh, crafting resource, which you use to either improve the rarity of items from, I think it's rare to epic. And then to, uh, you also use titanium to level up your equipment uh so that's that's a pretty vital uh resource i just i i think it i think it's great and 
I honestly don't know if I would have done it if I was them. Like, they got so much trash. No, seriously, because they got so much, like, death threats and nonsense because of server issues that we're used to. Like, it reminds me of uh, the conversation that Kelly and I were having about, you know, Final Fantasy VII, and they were just like, yo, fuck you guys if you don't have a PS5 for Intergrade. Like, I would totally be like that. Like, you guys are assholes. You don't deserve anything. So I think it's great for everyone who is not an asshole um, and everyone who's actually played the game to receive so many of free in-game items and I, I hope that more developers are able to do something as nice as this. I still don't see how it's not games as a service, I guess. Okay. Um so mm-hmm. I read Tell an me. interview so I read an interview, I forget which publication, uh, but the developer was saying that they have no planned out content roadmap, so they don't have like a plan of like, okay, this quarter we're gonna do this, this quarter we're gonna do this. All they have for endgame is they have fifteen missions called expeditions. And that is like the end game. And they have no plans for DLC unless the game is successful enough and the community like asks for extra content. As of right now, they don't have plans to continually like update it in like a traditional live service manner. Aside from like balancing and stuff. I want to know how you guys feel about that. Um, because I did not know. I think. I, I, I think that's, you know what? I actually think that's a nice pragmatic and reasonable approach to it. To not immediately say live button, live game button, press, do it. And just like, hey, no, this is a game that, you know, it, it rewards multiplayer and there's like loot elements to it. So let's see if you guys like it. And if you really, if you want it to be a live game, we can make it a live game. But like at this point, I think the develop, developers of Outriders probably realize that I've said it in like several podcasts at this point about how there's a lot of live games out there and just hearing that name will just cause some people to recoil at the, at the, at the, at the sound of it. So making a game that, you know, has those aspects of a quote live game, but not actually being one in a way that could be like a really cool way to like get in because by the time, if it becomes a live game later on with DLC and whatever, by that point, it's already got its audience. There's already people that are saying, yo, this game is great. You should play it. And then they're like, oh, well, fine. I guess I'll give this one a try. And, you know, so the short answer to that is they may be intending to make it a live game. But it's nice of them to like <laughs> not immediately commit to it right off the bat. I just wonder, like, are they going, like, they're talking about they might have DLC or something in the future if people ask. Yeah. Are they going to start making it then? Or do they have more content? <laughs> like, what, I mean, what's their plan? Like, oh, they've requested DLC. Okay, well, give us eight years. We'll have some DLC. Like, what's their plan? I mean, if they already have the content, why wouldn't they just release it? Or are they going to be continually working on it? I'm just not sure sure about that it just i guess it just depends on like if is it something they're actually anticipating like like my like my cynical whisper in a second ago was like do they actually think it's going to become live later and if so then yeah they'll probably have some stuff on the wing ready on the wing but if they honestly didn't and they were just really waiting then kelly's absolutely right like it's not just hit the dlc button and it's ready it it takes time to develop um even like the first update I do kind of think it's smart, though, to not lay all your cards out there, especially, like, what if no one's playing this game in another six months? What if it just totally just has no one? I mean, it's probably better that you're not going to continue working if no one's going to play it. Because, I mean, sometimes new franchises, they just totally die. You know? I mean, like, 
peak hype, like everyone loves it. And then they're out of content because we know that people in content creation will run through that fucking content. Like it's their job because it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Well, barring barring the uh, the the idea that the game could die quickly, which is of course a very real possibility, in general, I do admire when game develop the, the devs make a complete game on launch, and then the DLC is just extra on on onto it. Like I don't like I, like I've never been I, like I've kind of gotten used to it, but I've really n- never been a big fan of game comes out, but there's gonna be more content later. You're not getting a full package for your sixty or seventy. But you'll get it later. If it's paid DLC to like complete your full package, that's really scummy. But even the uh, even the model of like you know, I'll, I'll use an example. Like say, Arms came out with like not a lot of content for like the sixty bucks, and then they gave you free DLC as they went forward. You know, that's that that's nice for keeping the game, I suppose, alive. Like the community is still alive, and they keep playing it until all the DLC is finished, and it kind of like died down significantly afterwards. But at the same time, if you're paying that much at launch and it's like doesn't feel full, then it just kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Unless you really are, unless you really like the concept. The only reason or the I game. won't complain about this is because I'm mm-hmm. playing Outriders for free on Game Pass. Um, ha! <laughs> like, so I have no same. room to talk shit because I yeah, didn't pay. You, 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 you haven't paid, and and that's the thing about Outriders, like like. The fact that they don't have plans for DLC, again, is what I just said. They made a full game. Like, when we saw that thing in the Square Enix Presents, they were talking about how much is in their post-game. So that's that tells me that they have, like, a lot of content. Like, you do the story, but there's still a lot of content for you after you finish the main story. And I think that's cool. I think that's cool that there's... Even on the base game, there's still enough to do. So the reason I'm going to complain about it yeah. now, even though yeah. I said I wasn't going to complain about it, is because I just bought it for my friend at full retail value. Uh-huh. And um, so that we could play together because I want to get as many people playing with me as possible. And I don't know that I like the fact that it's just like what if we really really like this game right and like no one else does and i just paid 60 bucks and i i guess i get a full experience but like i bought it with the intention and obviously this is my own fault because i didn't know going in that it was not going to be games as a service because it's literally like a games as a service game so it's my fault i'm fully aware that this is my fault but had I known that before, I don't know that I would have paid $60 for it, because if there's no additional content, like, this is a multiplayer game that's a lot of fun when you play with friends. So when we're done with the last 15 missions, are we just done with Outriders forever? We can't hop back in and... I mean, you can obviously hop back in and replay missions, but, like, no extra content after that kind of sucks. But I guess if... I guess I'm getting $60 worth. I mean, I haven't played it to even talk anything about it. Um, so if it's worth the 60 bucks, like, or actually, David, I'll ask you, do you think so far that it's worth, uh, you know, 60, 70 X game price based on what you played? Um, if I wasn't doing the guides and I was just sticking to the first class, the trickster, uh, taking, taking out the playtime of the second class, I've put in, I'd say around 45 ish hours and I still haven't even hit the expeditions. Like there's still quests in the, core content that I haven't finished. So, like, I think for $60, you're going to get, like, roughly 60-ish. Most likely more, like, if you are into the loot hunt, like, like the audience that that game is targeting, um, because I don't know how much you've seen this discourse online, but the loot system in Outriders is 
most closely like Diablos, like not just like all the the random elements and like the 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 X like like a whole, the mods, but it's also the rate at which the loot drops. Like I've hit max level thirty, and so the way the loot system works beyond that is with the world tier system. Uh, they have the up to fifteen, and by world tier fifteen, you can equip a loot up to level fifty. And like even though I'm at the max level cap, I am still every like roughly 30 to 40 minutes seeing a new drop and i'm like "Ooh, what is this and i'm compared and i'm like it it is extremely uh generous with its loot drops like i think a game like this lives or dies based on how frequently it is giving you better loot and like the variance between the loot uh yeah i see i see <clears throat> um so moving away from Outriders, because I didn't mean to talk about it for that long. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> we, we know, obviously, that we've talked about this before, but Twitch will ban streamers for serious off-platform conduct and harassment. This is over at GameStop.com. That's the name of the article. Twitch will ban streamers for serious off-platform conduct and harassment. It already did, but Twitch has detailed more thoroughly what its policies around off-platform misconduct will look like. Um, so first thing... Do you guys think it's fair to ban people from Twitch based on things they do Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, to be honest, at your job, if you're caught on video doing some bad shit, they fire you from your job even if you yeah. don't do it while you're on the clock or even at your job. Like you could still get fired because they have a certain level of I mean, I can't believe Twitch actually has a certain level of, you know, conduct that they're trying to you know keep their streamers at um because eh, i've been on twitch um but like i do think it's yeah so fine. 4k don't get caught in 4k <laughs> <laughs> so uh twitch has enlisted the help of a third-party investigative law firm to help support investigations and it's also opened an email address osit at twitch.tv where anybody can send evidence of off-platform misconduct that falls under behavior Ooh. listed in the blog post which includes things so like <laughs> which includes things oh, like no, so violence and violent <laughs> extremism terrorist activities or recruiting explicit and or credible threats of mass violence leadership or membership in a known hate group carrying out or acting as an accomplice to non-consensual sexual activities and or sexual assault, sexual exploitation of children, uh, solicitation, distribution of underage sexual materials, actions that would directly and explicitly compromise the physical safety of the Twitch community, and explicit and or credible threats against Twitch, including Twitch staff. I, I, you know, I think this is a great idea. I just find it so interesting that, like, I know that I've seen people that have broken these terms of service agreements already that still yeah. have platforms on Twitch and YouTube. The so, thing is that also, if they don't ban your IP address from Twitch, it doesn't matter. make another account. And, just and they won't. There. They don't do that. So it's um, like, yeah. good ideas, how far will it take us? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the fact that they hired a private investigate an investigative company is the right move. Um, because, you know, this way, Obviously, they're going to know what they're doing. Like, you don't become a private investigative company or whatever without knowing the ins and outs of, you know, contracts <laughs> and all that stuff. So, I said that very lightly. But on the platform, like... That, that's another thing. Yeah. Like, you're, you're enlisting the help of more... 
Oh, okay. So I'm going to stop eating candy now. Um, <laughs> I just got your message, Drill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think it's a good idea because one, like you don't, there's, just I hate to give this to Twitch. Like there's no, there's no room. There's still room, but there's not as much room to be like, oh, we, you know, we didn't see this because there's so much going on. You know, now the responsibility mostly falls on someone else to deal with this type of stuff. So, the question remains: If the uh, upon like them starting this, if they're going to do the typical Twitch thing of they will ban lesser accounts, but like the popular accounts that are bringing in the views, if they're just going to be free of consequence. Mm -hmm. That's That's literally what I was going to say because you know, you know, I I can easily. I've been in work situations where I've had to do, I've had to have uh, uh, private investigations, and depending on the person that's doing those or the independent person that's doing those like the we ever not everyone sees eye to eye right so like even if you do find you know if there's an uh independent search and you find that this person is a part of a hate group but like you like david said you know they're a huge twitch streamer what does that mean <laughs> probably nothing <laughs> and then you know someone like me who starts a twitch account and i you know my face is accidentally posted on something that i'm not even a part of and they're like oh there's that guy fire him and then boom i will only thing. say that i would agree that that would be true but they banned dr fucking disrespect did they oh they did they did yeah did oh, they yeah. ever tell us why no I think it was, I think it was literally something illegal that he did. Oh. And it was like, I think crim, I think, I don't even know. They never said, they never said to him and he's not been back on, right? Not oh, he's on I YouTube know. now. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Like since they banned him, I was like, wow, okay, they're fucking serious. But if it had legal implications that could come back to them because That's you technically why. work for Twitch. Mm-hmm. You know, illegal business dealings or something. I could see why they would ban him. But after they did that, I was like, "Wow!" So they are in the business of banning people, no matter what. Because <laughs> no, no, I mean, no matter what. What do you mean? <laughs> I just mean like no matter what, like no matter how much money you bring to Twitch, because uh, obviously, Doctor Disrespect was a large name on Twitch. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I just think, I think. If it comes to something that will essentially, like you said, I agree with you. Like, I think it has to be something that will negatively impact Twitch. Like, if it is something or federal illegal, or yeah. like, a, a, yeah, like something that's breaking federal laws, like something like that. I think you know, at that point, you don't really have a choice. But if you find someone in a hate group that brings in a ton of money for Twitch, and you just turn your eye against it, <laughs> and you're just like, don't do that in your chat, but keep making your content. You know, so I, I think it all depends. But I'm just pessimistic because well, I... What are you talking about? What, realistically, we haven't seen anybody being... I don't. I haven't heard of anybody that's actively part of a hate group on Twitch at the at currently that we found out about let's wait till this you know private uh, (laughs) get started but like as of right now we just don't know like i don't know would they ban like their biggest names on there if they were part of you know i'm let's say it hate groups gonna be a white supremacist group so (laughs) (laughs) if they're part of a white supremacist group uh we just don't know yet unless Mm -hmm. it's happening and we just don't like i said don't know about it but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes out. 
um, about people. Um, like I said, once people start putting <laughs> in those, like, it's going to yeah. be like a witch. They're reporting kids. everybody. I mean, yes. There's the email address. <laughs> So, uh, I can't move on. Anybody else want to join yeah. in on that? Okay. Uh, new games are coming to Game Pass, and Kelly, I know you're excited. Maybe. I don't know if you've seen the games. I'm less excited because I don't game really care this. about these. But they <laughs> include, what is this? Disneyland Adventures, Rain on Your Parade, Pathway, Rush, the Disney Pixar uh, Adventure, um, NHL 21, Grand Theft Auto 5, Zombie Army, Dead War 4, and uh, MLB The Show 21. So, okay. What I, what I are have, any of those games? I have, <laughs> I, have thoughts, I have thoughts on three of those games, actually. Uh, and, whenever you, whenever you, okay, yeah, so before you give me those thoughts, of course, uh, one of those was the big one, which was MLB The Show 21, which yes. is coming at um, Xbox Game Pass, because it is a Sony-published baseball game arriving oh. day one, on Game Pass, so let's talk about it. What does this mean? How did how do you feel? They gave us freaking Octopath, which is one of the reasons I got um, Game Pass because I wanted to play Octopath on the Xbox, and now I'm playing Outriders and Octopath, and now I'm not gonna play MLB, but like it's really cool <laughs> that they have like a Sony owned title straight to Xbox uh, Game Pass. So like predictions, what does this mean? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about the games announced? Are you interested in Game Pass now? Let me know. go ahead, Brendan. Okay, um, so I guess I'll start with MLB since that was the uh, big one because as most people who have heard the story by now know, it was a Sony-exclusive platform for years, mm -hmm. and it's crazy that it's been a Sony-exclusive platform for so long because it's based on Major League Baseball. Like, it, it, like the, offic the official game on MLB was a Sony-exclusive for years. Like, Madden wasn't exclusive. Uh, the NBA games weren't exclusive. Yeah, live like none of those were exclusive so the fact that the mlb was exclusive all these years alone was like i didn't even realize it was exclusive all these years if i'm being honest like i feel like i've always seen on playstation but i didn't realize there was no xbox version ever mm -hmm. so the fact that they said enough with this nonsense xbox players get them too and then putting it on game pass is like a power move because like yeah we not only own the game you can get it for free on game pass like, that's just become, like, Xbox's, like, mic drop, everything. Like, not only do we have this game, you can get it for free if you have a Game Pass. That was, like, the thing with Octopath last month, right? Where it was just like, yeah, you have, we have Octopath on Xbox, and it's free. So that was just, like, the little icing on the cake for for that. So I think it's cool. I think, I, I don't think, I don't think an official uh, sports game with the actual players should be locked to a specific console, if I'm being just quite frank. So I think it's cool that it's on there. As far as the other two, uh, which what, what was the name of that zombie game again? Can I get can I get that title again? Oh God, yes, you can in a second when I pull it back. up. Okay, <laughs> why, why why are you pulling why are you pulling that up? I'll say Grand Theft Auto Five is a really good get for Game Pass because that game is still very popular. So that being on Game Pass is is great. If if there if you already don't own the game, then you can still get it I was now. Gonna say, yeah, like, do, you, do you not own GTA Five? Because right, like, if, if, you don't, if you don't want to, if you're if you're if you're an Xbox owner and the somehow shoe. are one of the stragglers, then you can just get it. Multiple so platforms, cool. you're right, Cody. Now you can yeah. play with all your friends. So what was the name of the time again? Did you get it? No, I apparently my phone just was. It is. Oh, okay, yes, I'm David. Right now. Zombie Army Four Dead War. 
This is okay, thank here. you. Oh. All, all, all I'm going to say about that game is that it's interesting that it's coming to Game Pass because that is also one of the PS Plus games of this month as well. So that game is just, if you got a PlayStation account or Xbox, you can just get that game. I have no idea what it is, which is why I had to ask for the title. But it's cool that it's for free, essentially, I on mean, both platforms. It must be pretty good if there's already four of them. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> I guess so. the Sniper Elite series, if any of you have played those games. It's ba- uh, it basically plays like that, but besides zombies, you're fighting zombies instead of human humans. Cool. That's pretty much I it. I mean, that turns me on to a game. Zombies, I'm in. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all it takes. Let us know how it is, Kelly. Yeah. I got three like back back games now. I gotta get Zombie oh. Army one, two, and three. There you go, and then pop out Zombie <laughs> Army four for free. That ability on Xbox. Oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yep, yep, yep. And Disney games, cool. I guess. Oh, Disney that's games. a. Uh, those are my thoughts. <laughs> I've never heard of any of those Disney games. Yeah, Disney I've heard of the Disneyland, Disneyland one, but not the other ones. I used to have, oh my god, Brandon, I know you know the name of this. The little Disney mm. figures and the Disney game. that. Oh, Disney was. Infinity! Oh, there we are, yeah. Disney Infinity. I used to play that shit with my nephews all the time. I, oh. I will admit it. It was adorable. So, I wanted it, but at the time, I think I had already started collecting Amiibo, and I was like, I'm going to focus on one figure, yeah. six at a time. I can't do Disney in addition to Amiibo as well. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick my, 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 pick my target and hit that. So I, used I mean, to you chose right. Considering really this game. Yeah, Amiibo <laughs> still exist. The other ones are dead. <laughs> My collection literally never ends. Oh I literally bought the game when Disney was like, oh, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah, Disney Infinity is shut down. Like, I just finished buying the game. Bruh, and they, they had, like, all the figures for sale super cheap at GameStop all the time. And yeah. I was just like, oh, especially you've been, after been that. today, especially and I'm just go buy them for my nephews. <laughs> Here you go. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that shit. Um, I, I was talking about Game Pass. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I used to complain about Game Pass because I used to say that it had a bunch of old games that everybody already owned. And um, I think that is changing very slowly. And the best thing about Game Pass that I will say is that you can definitely 100% get it for less than $15 a month, which is probably the best thing about Game Pass, because I complain about paying $15 a month for Game Pass when I already owned a lot of the games on PlayStation and um, Nintendo Switch at the time, so I was like, I, there's no reason for me to be paying $15 a month because of that. But if you just, you know, wait and grab different deals, you can get games Game Pass for a year for, like, 50 bucks for like the entire year you can get it super cheap which i think is a really great way to make a value out of that and while i don't really care for these games and i i I am playing mostly games that are old when i play game pass uh it excites me to see things like mlb the show 2021 and uh, outriders coming to game pass day one because that is the reason I'm playing on my Xbox, because I, I always complained and say that I don't think Xbox has enough games and PlayStation has all the games to play, and unfortunately, um, th- that was true for a while. Like, I-, I think the PS5 launch, to me, had more titles to play than uh, the Xbox. Like, Xbox still doesn't have Halo Infinite, and I can't name launch titles for Xbox Series X. Uh-huh. So, I'm not going to get too into it, because this is not the conversation for that, but um, if we're talking, like, brand new next-gen-only games, like PS5 had the Dark Souls remake, uh, I forget what else. 
I guess I guess we can lump Spider-Man into that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, so Xbox did not have as many brand new games at launch, but in terms of like the amount of next-gen updated or next-gen optimized games at launch, the Series X had a lot more of that because at launch, basically any of their major first-party games were were upgraded, like Gears Five, Forza Horizon, Sea of Thieves, yeah, etc., no, etc. I, I, I don't dispute but, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't dispute that. I just think that those are all still games that you've probably, or I rather had already played. So when it comes to Game Pass, I didn't feel the need to pay $15 a month to play games on the Series X shiny and new when I already have a backlog on PlayStation 5 that I'd rather play. <laughs> so, like, I literally already have a, a backlog for PS5. I'm not going to play Gears 4 again for $15 a month. But... I bring that up to say I think it's really awesome that now Game Pass is changing and I can't talk shit about Xbox anymore because <laughs> now they have, like, they have Outriders day one was, like, that's the reason, that and Octopath are the reason that I signed up again for Game Pass. And I think being able to have those games day one that are, like, grab grabbing people so that I instead of me paying 75 bucks, I didn't pay anything to play Outriders with my friends, like, that is a big deal. And seeing MLB The Show, another a Sony-owned one, we've got, you know, Nintendo um, games on Xbox Game Pass. I think it's really cool to see what the future of Game Pass holds. Now I'm actually excited to see what comes to Game Pass, whereas, like, before, I didn't care at all, because like, I didn't have it. Now I'm like, oh, shit, what's next? I think that's super right. exciting. It is exciting, like, and that's, uh, like, even as someone that uh, doesn't have, like, a next-gen Xbox system and, or Game Pass... I always think it's really exciting to see what they'll do next because, and this is another thing I've said in many podcasts at this point, that this is how Microsoft is going to fight Sony. Sony has their exclusives. What Microsoft has is their Game Pass because it's a really good value for games. And seeing them make the value even more enticing with these new games, I enjoy seeing it. Like, I enjoy seeing these Game Pass updates. It's like, ooh, what are they getting now? That's cool. It's a it's it's interesting discussion topic if nothing else. I mean, Brandon, you can hop in for uh, two hundred bucks. Is it two hundred bucks? Three hundred bucks? How much is the Series S? S is three hundred. S is three hundred, and then you know if I wanted to spice up and get a Series X, and if I'm being perfectly honest, like it's not in the cards right now, but um, I did start playing the original Fable like uh, as part of a side RPG series on my Xbox One S. I have to like. Put the name to my head before I said it. <laughs> it's confusing. But yeah, I started playing the original Fable, and I really like it. So whenever new information comes on the Fable game that they announced uh, last E3, then that might be when I consider seriously getting one, because uh, Fable's really good. Fable's actually a really good game. First, I've never played it before, that series, but it's good. It's good. I'm just saying, for the price of a Nintendo Switch, you can hop in and enjoy all these Game Pass games. And I have no doubt that when Fable comes out, that's going to be a Game Pass game. So I'll get whatever yeah, system and then get the Game Pass, and then I'm good. And that's the what you're talking about, how now Game Pass is starting to become uh, more exciting. But I think the best part of Game Pass hasn't come yet because they've gotten a lot of flack for, like, they've acquired all these studios, but those games aren't here yet. Because, like, mm-hmm. obviously True. they're going to take years to come out. Those games have just started development. But, like, once those games from Obsidian... In Exile, uh, Compulsion Games, I think they also purchased. Once all those games start releasing, they're all, all, all their first party games are going to be on Game Pass day one. Yeah. So, like, that is going to be uh, really exciting, I think. That's I what I. So, I went and bought, like, during Black Friday, I bought a bunch of um, Game Pass 
cards for sale for super cheap and i was just like i'm not gonna redeem these until we see all those first party titles coming to xbox and i was like i'm not gonna pay for shit (laughs) i'm just gonna gonna enjoy all these games for forever with like the year of cards that i bought for game pass and that's what i'm waiting for i got i i paid for this $15.99 $15.99 a month just so I could play Outriders and some Octopath. But I'm saving those cards for, you know, Halo Infinite when it comes out. And then, uh, like smart. David said, all those all those first-party games that are coming first to Game Pass. Like, I am so excited. There's, I literally have a list of Xbox games that I want to play that I'm saving my cards for. So come on, Xbox, give me my shit. Does anybody else want to have <laughs> on this before I move on? I'm good. No, y'all, y'all just don't care about Xbox. I said my piece. Game Pass is cool. Oh my god. Well, Gabe, we can talk about the games coming to PS Now. Does that excite you? Fuck that through, no. Why? PS Now? PS Now, look, look, for me, like, I like the idea of PS Now, I'm a fan of it, but what bothers me the most is that you don't get any type of discount if you're already a PS Plus member, so it's like... You're milking it. You're kind of milking it at this point. You moved from being a console who didn't charge your players for online to charging for online, you know, for various reasons. It makes the games run better online, blah, blah, blah. But now now you're going to have your own version of, or put quotes on this, because this is what we've been referring to for the past couple of weeks, as your own Game Pass, which it really isn't, let's be honest. That's, that's, this is the one thing I'll say nice about Xbox is Game Pass is infinitely times better than whatever ps now is um but i don't i don't like the fact that like can't integrate the two you can't get ps plus if a deal for ps now has to be you know you have to full price both of them that's all right that's a little so too much before i comment on that the games that were coming for april marvel's <laughs> avengers borderlands 3 and the long dark all available to play currently by the time you're listening to this. Now, Gabe. <laughs> Never mind, actually. Somebody else can talk. Um, so, I think another issue with PS Now... Oh my uh, god, more people with... hating. Okay. okay, no, no, no. No, <laughs> no uh, I'm just kidding, go ahead. Okay, so, Marvel's Avengers and Borderlands 3, uh, they are the PS4 versions. You cannot get the PS5 version, and that's extremely odd because, um, both of those have free upgrades. Like, they're not like a, a game like Control where, like, they had the whole debacle where you only got the upgrade if you own the Ultimate Edition. Original mm-hmm. owners got screwed over. Borderlands 3 and Marvel's Avengers, if you own the game, you get the next-gen update. But on PS Now, you're only able to play the PS4 version, not the PS5 version. And that's another edge that Game Pass has. Any game that has a free update, you have whatever console you're playing on, you're playing that version of it. So like if I if I was to to be subscribed to PS Now, I would be pretty pumped. Like I'm not gonna pay for Marvel's Avengers, but if it was coming to PS Now, I'd be like, all right, I'll play the PS5 version. That game looks pretty good. I saw some some video comparisons of it. But then I come to find out I'm gonna be playing the PS4 version on my PS5. That's pretty like, that's a no for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I obviously don't know. I am assuming it's because I've tried PS Now and it's been kind of trash. It really has because I just don't have the, you know, internet infrastructure to run PS Now properly. 
Like, it just, it doesn't work for me because they're streamed games. I don't know if they're still streamed games, but they're, like, streamed games. Or at least when I tried it, they were streamed games. So, like, whereas Game Pass allows you to download the game to your Xbox, uh, PS Now is, like, you're streaming the title. And I can't do that with my home internet. So I'm assuming, and obviously I don't know, but I'm assuming that might be why you can't get the PS5. I'm pretty sure. Cool. I, I might might have the time frame wrong, but like they made the adjustment about a year and a half ago, okay. maybe, where for PS4 games specifically, you could download no, any no. PS4 game, but the streaming is for PS3 games. Okay. Okay. I wonder if that would be the same for PS5. Then, if they would let you download. It. Another problem with PS. Oh God. Now, <laughs> More problems. There's no. There's no PC. There's no ca- Like like on Xbox. Whenever you get Xbox Game Pass. For only fourteen ninety nine, you get it for PC and also Xbox. Actually, actually, um, wrong. It is for PC. The PlayStation. Oh, PS4? Yes, PlayStation I'm. Now? I'm on. I'm on the really? PS Store right now. It says getting started with PS Now. Everything you need to know to start playing on PS Five, PS Four, and Windows PC. What? That's well, you don't get live with it though. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it doesn't matter, you still don't get live. And technically, and that's what I was going to say about what Gabe said, because technically, you can get Xbox Live, and then you can get games with gold, and then you would still have to pay for both of them separately. Game Pass, I, I, never mind, I don't want to argue this point, Gabe's right. So, <laughs> so I was, I was, I'm, I'm reading more into it, and apparently you still need an active uh, connection to play these games. It says active broadband connection. So that puts more into it. You know, you got to stream these games. You can't even download them. Is that for PC or on PS5 specifically? Um, I'd imagine that's for the PC. Yeah, I think I'm so. not too sure because it's... Oh, no, it says it here on... Con- uh, for, for I can't really show this... It's, yeah, it's not going to focus in. It's not going to focus in, but here it says PS Now on PlayStation consoles. Uh, PS Now is accessible via PS5, PS4 Home. You can join in a console via PlayStation Store on any device. You can downloading. download. Oh, okay, so I guess you can download the games. It says begin downloading or streaming games on demand. Oh, okay. But, okay. So it's great that you can download them, but I, I, I'm going to shit on PS5 now. too because... I had the same thing. I know, I was talking shit and I'm gonna shit on them. It has the same problem that I think, um, Ga- Game Pass had before. Like, do people want to play Marvel's Avengers if they haven't already gotten it? I guess so. I mean, it's free, so that'd be awesome if you uh, but, don't have it already. You can get it for free. But. To jump in really quick, um, me personally, I never want to play that game just solely based off of what you've said. Like, even if the game <laughs> is free, I do not want that game taking up storage on my, on my, on my console. Literally <laughs> off of everything you've said. That's just it. No one else is just you. I don't want to play that game. That game had so much potential and it was so good until it got so bad. I think that's why I don't <laughs> want to play is because it's because like, you know, you talk about the potential. It's like, well, damn, now I'm going to be playing the game, and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, this is really cool. And then all of a sudden, when it hits that bad point, I'm going to be like, wow, yep. this is... 
And that's my other complaint was that I don't like Marvel's Avengers. I loved Borderlands 1 and 2, and I've talked about how much I hated Borderlands 3 that I've returned it, and I don't return Whoa. games ever. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. I felt like it was... <laughs> I did not like it. I loved 1 and 2. I thought it was great. The comedy's great. The gameplay's great. Like, loot shooter, wonderful. Like, almost invented the genre. Like, it's really good. And then I played 3, and I was like, this is... This is two from like 10 years ago i don't want to and it's cool for people that love it and want to replay the same thing not my thing i did not want to replay a game from like 10 years ago that feels like it hasn't progressed at all anywhere and it was kind of like i didn't like the writing and then yeah very disappointing because I, i was a huge fan of the borderlands franchise so that was not fun for me to um experience but Speaking of exclusivity and stuff, so uh, the Final Fantasy VII Remake exclusivity for PlayStation ends in three days on April 10th, 2021. <laughs> Do you have any predictions for what happens once this um, ends? My prediction Game is... Game pass! <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold Honestly, on. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised. First of, yeah. yes. First of all, yes, that's going to happen. I don't necessarily think... Like, it'd be hilarious if the day after the exclusivity, the Xbox said, Game Pass! Yeah, that would I mean, be hilarious, but I'm realistic. I don't predict it'll be that day. <laughs> but I do think it'll be pretty soon after the announcement, within a month maybe. That's my prediction. Look, we're getting. When does every... the PS5 version release? Oh, after someone's birthday. June 10th. There we go. June 10th. Okay. On someone's birthday. Oh, on someone's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> June. You don't remember my damn birthday. I'm sorry. It's the same day. I already forgot. Oh. That's how you remember Gabe's birthday, Joe. Uh, it's no. in a the, great the reason, day. No, the only reason I need Jarrell to remember is because last year, I he could. literally asked me three days before my birthday. Because I mentioned, he's like, when's your birthday? I was like, June 10th. The day came, he didn't even whisper about it. Nothing. And everyone was saying happy birthday on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> on everything. And this forgot. man didn't say shit. I literally forgot, and so I know this year I have to give him a big, I'm sorry, happy birthday, because I totally forgot. Just buy him Intergrade. <laughs> I already have it. You don't need to buy it. That's true. That's true. Buy him another $60 game to flex. Nah, don't do that. No, no. He, he needs to save his money. I surely do. I, I bought this man the board that he's riding on right now. Send him a heart, a heartfelt uh, message right. about how you're not Ooh. spending money on him. Yes, I'm not. I'm not. I refuse. I'll take, I, I take that. Okay, then, then we're good. Okay. Then we're good. I can't I'm glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> wow, are you serious? You can't even promise a, anyway, a letter? Anyway, what I'll would be funny... Up. I'm not doing that either. What would be funny... Well, shit. Actually, what would not be funny is if FF7 Remake came to Game Pass, and then you were uh. able to... if they. If they did the upgraded version for Xbox Series X as soon as it launched so that you don't have to, like, wait and upgrade. Because, you know, it's available on uh, PS Plus, or it was available for PS Plus last month, but it is mm. just the version that can't be upgraded to PS5. Like, yeah. you have to own the game, which I thought was really weird to do. Yeah. Um, but it would be really funny if Xbox was just like, no, you get the, like, Series X version, like, off-rip. There is no, you don't, like, you don't have to own it. You get it off-rip. And then you also get the DLC or if it's like a... I'm sure they won't give you the DLC for free, but sure. I think it'd be a much easier process to attain Final Fantasy VII Remake and the DLC on Xbox Series X than it would be to get it on PS5 because I know... It's very simple. We've seen all the memes about how easy it is to play the most upgraded version on Xbox, and then for PlayStation, you got to go through all these steps and do all this nonsense. Yeah, they reversed the meme from the beginning of the <laughs> PS4, Xbox One era, which is great. Yeah, it's 
Anyway, um, so yeah, my prediction is also Game Pass because every Final Fantasy game is coming to Game Pass, like almost yes. exclusively. And, and then, you know, Square also has Octopath Traveler on there and, you know, who knows what's next. So, And we did talk about in a past podcast about how Square said there's more games coming to Game Pass. Yeah. So if they made behind, the, behind closed doors already knew about that and just were waiting for the exclusivity deal to run out before they could officially say it, then that's, there you go. That's another one of the titles that they must have been talking about. Either way, it's great. Everybody go play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, you've got it on PlayStation. You got it for free with PS Plus. Hopefully you'll get it on Game Pass. This is me, you know, projecting some nonsense that could 100% not be true. But if you also have it available on Game Pass, there's no reason that everyone shouldn't go play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hey, Drew, I have a question, actually. Um, for when, it, when, when, if and when Remake comes to um, Game Pass, no. and you, you're not going to get it on Game Pass? No. And there's okay. one specific reason why. One. Mm. I... The reason that I like the PlayStation 5 better than the Xbox is because of the haptic feedback on the controllers. And because they're adding haptic feedback on the controller for the PS5 version, I am going to replay that on hard. I don't see myself replaying the game again on Xbox. Actually, okay. you know the, what? The re- I take it back. Okay. I take that back. There I might be... I take it back. There's one reason I would play it on Xbox. And that is because the PlayStation version either forces you to choose between 4K or 120 frames per second. Xbox usually does not. It lets you do both. So if Xbox lets me do 4K and 120 frames per second, I will be playing it on Xbox. If they don't, I will be having fun with my haptic feedback on PlayStation. That's actually a pretty interesting thing you brought up just now. Zombie Army 4, which came to Game Pass and is also on uh, PS Plus, that Mm -hmm. next-gen version... Uh, it has a, a 60 FPS mode on PS5 and on Series X, but the Series X also has 120 frames per second yeah. mode. Yeah, and PlayStation uh, usually makes you decide between them. Like you can't have both. And I, I, I obviously I'm not uh, you know I didn't make plays. I don't know, but I do know that usually Xbox a lot because it's the same thing with Final Fantasy 15. Like you can I believe do both versions. I believe that you can do both versions on um, Xbox, but on PlayStation. You have to choose between um, one or the other, or at least I remember everyone showing off sixty frames per or one twenty frames per second four K on Xbox through Game Pass for Final Fantasy fifteen. So that's the only way is if I can get both at the same time. Otherwise, like that haptic feedback has been so amazing. It's like so revolutionary yeah, to me. I love good. it so much. It is one reason that I will pick games on PlayStation over Xbox just for that, unless I get it for free through Game Pass. <laughs> I want to have a quick question for you, because, yeah. I mean, we've been talking about the, exclu- uh, the exclusive deal ending, but we've only been focusing on uh, Xbox. There's a rumored upgraded Switch coming out at some point. What if, you know, <laughs> somehow get a... Re- yeah, I, mean, I, saw, I, saw the <laughs> no. I don't think going. so either. What I don't if, think what, so either. What if, what if, I mean, well... Well, hold on, hold on. I'll let you know, we're we're right. going to talk about, we're going to start talking about the power of the Switch and all that stuff. And even though it's getting an upgrade, it's not going to be as powerful as the PS5 and the Xbox. But remember, they stuck games like Skyrim, Dark Souls, and Witcher 3 on the, on the Switch. And for what it is, it runs pretty clear. Not clear, pretty good. <laughs> but I was asking because if that was the case, if it did come to Switch, like Jarrell always talks about, you know, being able to go handheld. I'm interested to know if you would actually take uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake handheld oh, with you. 100% I would. Oh my god. I would go to work every day and like, you see this game? Oh my god, play this. 
walk around with my Switch and be like, do you see how Cloud looks right now? You, like, look at his face. Do, do you know Tifa? Like, I will show you. And yes, 100% I would play Final Fantasy VII Remake on, on Switch. Like, 100%. Oh my god. I'd be really mad the whole time, though. I'd be like, this looks like shit. Like, just oh, pretend that like it looks better. Pretend that it looks 4K, please. Uh, I would actually be really interested in that because it's it's like... It's beautiful. Like, that game is gorgeous, like, not in 4K. Like, that game is beautiful on base PS4. So I would be very interested to see what it looks like on a Switch, actually. Kelly! Actually, before I move on, Kelly, how how was your progress in FF7? Uh, so I got to... Without spoiling uh, okay. anybody. Um, I got to a part where all the people are wearing, like, cowboy attire. Oh, okay, what? I know where you are. You're okay. in one of the best chapters in the game. Okay, and... <laughs> Yeah, so I I think it's gonna be good. Tifa was wearing something very nice, um, so I think that it's exciting. Um, I love the outfits. I really don't give a shit about anything else. Right. I love looking at them. Yes. Sephiroth hasn't great. made an appearance in a while, so I'm getting a little annoyed at that. <laughs> Your husband is he's out doing important shit. He'll be back. Yeah, there's no um no. Body shirtless or anything. Hey, it's been so, so disappointing, right? It's it's been you know I don't know. Aerith and Cloud were having like some moments, and I was like, ooh. But she, oh, I just I don't know. Is it the character development or is it me? Like they're strong when they're fighting, but the females are just like, oh, I'm just so Bro, sweet. Oh my god! So I was. I just sell flowers and have a bow in my hair, but that's it. There's nothing else going on back here. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm sorry. I just, like I said, when they're fighting, like the other day, like I was having such a hard time killing an enemy with Cloud, and then I switched to Aerith, and it was like boom, 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 done. Dead. I'm like, Aerith okay. <laughs> was great. She's one of my right. favorite to use in the game. But like, like I said, the substance of the characters, I guess, really with any game though, how much character development? I'm still at the beginning too. I'm only like halfway, maybe. Um, I, I think there is character development, especially for Tifa okay. and Aerith, um, for sure, yes. because in the very beginning, Tifa's very much just like, oh, guys, we shouldn't do this, we shouldn't do that, and then by the end, I'm like, yeah, just go kick bitches' asses. Well, I feel like Tifa has a little bit more going on than Aerith yeah. already, you know? Um, maybe I just haven't gotten there, because she only just started, well, I don't know, is that spoilers? I'm so sorry. Uh, we only just really got introduced to her. It's been fairly recent, so... Yeah. Maybe there's going to be more going on, but like I said, it's just, I'm just pretty and... I mean, in her defense, she is pretty. She is pretty. As a matter of fact, everyone in that game is pretty. Everyone in the game is pretty. Oh my god, oh my god, David. Yeah? So, okay, maybe it's just me, but... Or Kelly, because you you played it too. Uh, When I was playing Outriders, I was like... Square, you guys had the opportunity to make everyone look beautiful, and everyone in this game looks so bad. <laughs> like, what's that? Yeah, that's some pretty it, ugly characters. Like, Jacob, 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 yeah, Jacob. Yeah. This yeah. man is so ugly. <laughs> like, why did they design him? Listen, if you're pretty, so you wouldn't join the military. <laughs> you know that's, what, that's, very, right. that's very that's freaking true. <laughs> These characters are explicitly meant to not look at look at look That's at the practice. The explanation. There we They're go. meant to deter people from joining. Like there only Uggos in here do not join. Like the only one that was pretty was the the girl whose name I don't know, and I was like, everything was the, Oh wait, no, that, that's later in the game, I think. It's spoiling me, bro. <laughs> oh, <I'm just> oh, well. 
I think the story ain't shit. It's fun. Yeah. Oh my god! So I skipped through the story like three times, and then I finally watched it, and I was like, some of this doesn't make any sense. But it's okay because it's a lot of fun, and I, I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I'm I... able to suspend disbelief. Uh, so just... so the one the one benefit of uh, of me not joining you two that night, we were trying to get some Outriders demo time in together, was because I was playing by myself and just going through the story. Every time a lore thing got unlocked, I went to the menu and read stuff. It's like, you do have to do some read. If you really actually care yeah. about the story, you do got to read that, that that description because the story itself is very quick. If you, it's For the type of game it is, they probably figured a lot of people wouldn't care about it. They just want to go play loose with their friends, and that's fine. That's but, there actually is, but there actually is lore there if you read it. And I was like, whoa, this is fucked up. This is interesting. Yeah, I think I'm going to – like because I played the demo with Jarrell, but I think I'm going to actually go play the game on Game Pass. And actually, like, read it and stuff. We were just, like, skipping through yeah, it yeah. to try to it together, but I'd like to actually do it to learn it makes, more. It makes sense. Like, when you learn, like, the backstory of some of the characters that just, like, you know, don't, the, don't do, may play much role in the story past the prologue, you're like, oh, shit, really? Oh, damn, why didn't they do more with this character? Fuck. What yeah. I will say is that I was not paying attention, and then that intro, when that shit happens, I was like, oh my god, he shot him, what's going on? I wish I paid attention. Hey, I was like, yo, I was like, yo. I thought he was going to do shit. I'm like, he's just dead now, like, what is going yeah. on? It, was, it caught my attention then. I was like, oh, shit, it's happening very quickly. <laughs> like, very fuck? quick. That's, that's That plot moves. Like, I am on fire. Like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of fun though. Gabe, yeah. are you saying something? I was gonna say like I was paying attention that entire time. And then when he shot him, I was still like, "Wait, what?" I felt like I missed something. <laughs> like, like it happened so quick. You're like, did the scene just skip? Wait, this guy is being outed as the villain already. I thought we were just gonna build up to that. <laughs> but, okay, but they were doing some really suspect stuff. Like when the, the uh, yeah, like, but like. I don't want to spoil anybody, but in the very sure. beginning, I was like, don't touch the stuff that's floating in the sky. Like, right, let's be right. smart. <laughs> like, don't, 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 what are you doing? To clear it out. Like, you guys are making bad decisions. Ay, ay, ay. Um, so, anyway, because I just spent too long on that, too. E3! So we talked last E3. week about how um, possibly E3 was going to be paid, and then we confirmed that it is not going to be paid, it's free for everyone, and we were discussing who might and might not show up. Now we have an official um, tweet from E3, at E3 mm -hmm. on Twitter, and it says, Welcome back. It's been hard, waiting quietly as we got ready for today, but we are thrilled to officially announce our plans for June 12th through the 15th. Oh my god. And they also mentioned, so obviously we're coming for E3 between June 12th and 15th. And we also saw who was coming to participate. It's going to be digital this year, as it was last year, mm -hmm. uh, because of COVID. It will be backed by Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Ubisoft, Take-Two, WB, and Koch Media. Sony and EA and others will apparently not be participating, which mm -hmm. I think to everyone is pretty much not a surprise. Um, yeah. That's, so, that's about, that's um, what I'm saying. going to be Sony, EA, Activision Blizzard, Sega, Bandai Namco, and Square Enix are all not going to be there. Um, Square Enix not being there kind of hurts, but I guess they're just going to do Presents this year. Yeah, I mean, I prefer their Square Enix Presents, honestly. I just want I guess. all my Square I guess. stuff at one time. But if you're, but the only, yeah, and you're right, and you're right, but it's just like, if you're going to have E3 with like the usual suspects anyway, Square Enix being out there is like, eh. It's only, and I'm just saying this as pure bias because I love Square Enix games, but yeah, it is what it is. 
yeah, so I said, yes, Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two, Warner Bros., and Kosh Media. So how do you guys feel about who's going to be there, who's not going to be there? Wait, and Warner E3 Bros.? Yeah, of Warner Bros. Oh, so you said? Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to imagine that if, uh, okay, this says it'll be backed, okay, the first, I guess, okay, Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, they've always done the E3 thing. So them being there, you know, that's normal. Capcom, okay, when they say Capcom, Take Two, WB, and Koch Media, what does that mean? Like, is it that, like, they're backed by them? Is it like, are they getting, like, their own conference or they're just having games presented there? That's, that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. So, I didn't even think of that. Huh? I said, I didn't even think of that. I was thinking initially all of those studios would have their own press conferences, but what he just, yeah, yeah. That's what what I'm wondering. the Xbox conference or like the Nintendo conference. Right, right. And that's and that's exactly what I was wondering because I know Nintendo, Xbox, Ubisoft, for sure they're gonna have like their their uh well, in Nintendo's case a direct, but in case of Xbox and Ubisoft a digital conference. But for the other ones, I'm wondering if they would do a like a full conference like those or if those will just be like um they'll have games presented at the show in the other conferences. I could see that for like, for example, for WB, because they, they're multi-platform. Their games could go on any conference if they wanted to, or if they'll just have their own. Because if Sony EA, I mean, that's normal, but if some of the other usual suspects are not there, like, uh, for example, um, Square or whatever, um, are not there, maybe if there was a, quote, slot that needed to be filled, they could get and then fill it, if they have enough to announce that is. So, the press release actually states that developers will be showcasing their latest news and games directly to fans around the world with the, e- uh, with the ESA working with media to amplify and make this content available to everyone for free. This is from GameIndustry.biz. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you use the language like backed, that just, in my mind, is just like, yeah, so they paid for their sponsoring and they paid for their slot at E3 and they're about to show off all their shit because they paid for it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh- so I'm sure they would. I do have a question for anyone that may know the answer to it. What does Koch Media make? What's uh, the, what are they known for? No clue. Because I've heard of problem. every other ones, but Koch Media, I was like, who? And I felt bad no, for not knowing. It's like, they, they bought a slot of the they must They must have made something. <laughs> Saints Row, the third, Metro oh. Exodus, Hunt the Showdown. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, I mean, Hunt Showdown. Okay, cool. I have Hunt Showdown. Okay, Metro, that's cool. 2033, uh, Redo, Rust. Um, I'm assuming they are producers Rust? on Dead by Dead. made Rust? Um, yeah, they're publishers. So they're publishers of all these games. They, they're, they're not like the actual developers of these they're games. Publishers. They're publishers. Okay. Oh. Gotcha. They're a gotcha. Publisher of all these games. So, okay. like, Dead by Metro's Daylight. been a game I've been meaning to check out forever. So that's pretty cool. And Saints Row, I hear good things about, too. Like, all those games are on my Steam wish list right now. Okay, so they, uh, they got a resume. They, they got they got a good publishing publish, resume. Uh, Black Desert Online. That's a, okay. Honestly, I've heard of that. Yeah. The, all right. Oh, and Maneater. Maneater. Okay. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, that was on PS4 uh, Plus recently. PS Plus recently. Fairly recently, a few months ago. Published is actually Dead by Daylight. Um, <clears throat> they did Dead by Daylight too. Yes. Okay. Cool. They're 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 big shots. I just I just had the name just escaped <laughs> me somehow. I guess. Cool. Awesome. Anyway, yeah, so um, who's there? Who's missing? How do you feel E3 is going to be? Who is missing? I mean, the developer um, isn't listed on there. I love hearing seeing their conferences. Uh, go ahead and talk, Gabe. I have to, I'll have think about it. I'll was David, my that was yeah, it was David. Oh, I apologize. Go ahead, David. No, no, very good. Um, so that article does not specifically mention Bethesda, but I was looking okay, that's at one of the words, And uh, Jeff Grubb, if any of you are familiar with him, um, mm-hmm. he was saying that 
the Bethesda press conference is going to be like a slotted into the Xbox conference. Like there's going to be a clear delineation between this is the Xbox and the Bethesda, but they're kind of kind of going to like roll into each other. Uh, so it's kind of weird if if his sources are like accurate, which I don't doubt they are, uh, considering a lot of the 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 things he he predicts and stuff. I th- I think it's kind of odd that the the article does not mention Bethesda at all. Yeah, that's odd. If, the, if that is indeed so. true, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. They they used to be independent. Now they're popular. Yeah, makes didn't sense. Hear anything else? Because I'll talk. About yeah, the, <laughs> literally didn't hear anything. Yeah, they're going to be at the Xbox. Whatever yeah. they have going. Yeah, makes sense. Here. I didn't think about that. So I, I assume that's why they wouldn't have their yeah. own. Yeah, it makes it does make sense. If I as Xbox owned Bethesda and they're like, "Can we do our own?" No, I paid so much money for you. You will be what? under the I, Xbox they, they name. They paid the obscene amount of money. You're worth you our conference. You are Xbox forever. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, anyone else want to take on uh, E3? Yeah. Um, sure. Um. So yeah, oh, Bethesda. I'm sorry. Hold on, out. David. Were you done? Um. Was I? I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Like, uh, I don't think, uh, like, I think the only other exclusion aside, well, I guess Bethesda is there. And besides, um, I guess Square, who had their, their conference last year, is, uh, they didn't mention that there's going to be a PC gaming show, which they also usually do at E3. Maybe that'll be there. I, yeah, I know you're giving a look. I personally don't care. I've never enjoyed the PC gaming shows myself. They're just, it's not that they don't have good games on display. It's just that their show, BK, BC game shows are always very dry. They've gotten the way so they, much better, I will tell you. They have gotten better, but that first one was a pain to watch. Bruh. So, funny <laughs> like the very story. First one, uh, yeah, what's funny up? Funny story. Uh, Grayson and I were at E3 and we attended the very first PC Yo, game. Yo, I remember you oh. told me the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody was asleep around us. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> and so the camera kept trying to find people that were awake. And so we just kept being on camera a lot of the time because we were the only people that were awake in the fucking area. I didn't hear about that part, about you being a camera. That was like, so funny. <laughs> like, and I, I was getting messages in Slack like, oh my god, Jerome, we see you. I was like, yeah, because everyone else in this area is fucking asleep. But <laughs> it has gotten so much better since has, back then because that was that was a str- I was struggling to stay awake. That was rough. Yeah, that um, first one. Was but but yeah, to to also go with that. Sorry, um, to to also go with that. There are still available slots at E three, um, so that people still have time to oh, okay. purchase um, uh, slots to get into E three. But sorry, go ahead. No, that's uh, that, like all I was gonna say is like, yeah, the exclusions don't bother me too much because there isn't too much being you know excluded. There's always a possibility those other game studios could have. I don't know, games that are displayed within the other conferences, like a Nintendo or an Xbox or, or whatever. Probably not likely, but who knows. But yeah, I, I don't think there's too much that's like heavily missing. It's pretty much the usual suspect, both attending and not attending with a few exceptions. I'm just interested, like, I'm sure by the month of May, they'll have an actual schedule for us. And I'm just looking forward to that. I, I like, I love seeing the schedules and how they're going to break it down because it's never quite the same every year. So yeah, I'm interested in seeing how, what it ends up being. Um, was there not a thing, uh, I'm pr- I, I think I may have seen this this week where, uh, because it's digital this year, they did mm-hmm. this on Xbox last year, um, where, um, a, a, a bunch of demos that would have been on the show floor are going to be downloadable by like any consumer. Is that something that was confirmed mm-hmm. for E3 this year? They, they did that sometime around summer last year, not part of E3. It was like some other showcase event, but there was like... Sure. 
40-ish de- demos that were on the Xbox store. So are they doing that kind of thing again? Oh, they, I haven't seen any confirmation of it. Okay. Nor have I. <clears throat> Gabe, did you want to say excited. Oh, okay. I'm excited. Just, it's good to hear, you know, it's good to hear the bit, like, you know, obviously something's not going, but it's good to hear the big names, like, obviously, Nintendo and Xbox. Yeah. And um, I kind of assumed, you know, since Bethesda was bought by Xbox, like, that was, like, a given that Bethesda's going to be there. Um, it's, it's, it's nice to know, though, that they're planning on doing, like, here's the Xbox presentation, and this is still the Xbox presentation, but, you know, it's Bethesda. Um, so it's it's cool to hear that, you know, that it's not going to be like just like a couple of Bethesda things thrown in scattered randomly through their show. Um, I'm, it's cool to see Warner Brothers showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's a really, yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of weird to say because you think Warner Brothers and you think movies. Um, but hopefully we'll get another update on uh, Gotham Knights. That was a game. That's true. Yeah, I forgot about those, so, but I was excited for those. Um, Warner Brothers also does. <laughs> I'm sorry, What's I wrote that? an article uh, about Gotham Knights. It's yeah. titled "Have oh, All no, the Black yeah, People yeah, Gotham." Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I just remembered I mean, it. I, yeah. <laughs> because there were, n- I didn't see yeah. any black people in the title, and I was like, apparently they all left. Because it's not that you <laughs> didn't see. No, no, no. It's not that you didn't see any black people. It's that there were no black people. There's I was, a slight no, difference there. I was Jarrell. actually wrong, and I need to go update that article because I watched it like five times, and I saw like two I, of them, and they were enemies, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna need the screenshots then because I didn't see it." Uh, but yeah, that's I'm gonna need a screenshot thing because I really didn't article. see. Um, if you haven't read that article, go to acecritical.com and search Batman. I'm gonna have right to now. Uh, I got um, <laughs> But yeah, having a you know having Warner Brothers there is cool. Um, don't feel like there's another big thing that they do that I can't remember. Six but six come on. Yeah, they have that. Oh, but are you, are you talking about besides the uh, DC games, Gabe, or what's wrong? Because they Squad sorry, what was that, Brandon? Doing that. Why, why? What's wrong with <laughs> the Suicide Squad? Game? Game I don't know. The Suicide Squad doesn't. Entice me. It's not so dragging funny. me like every other game. I think it'll be good. Um, I, but I think other other WB games is like a Mortal Kombat, the Lord of the Rings games. They have, they still have the Hogwarts Legacy game, so they could show that up there as well. Yeah, oh, there we go. I don't know. For some weird reason, it slipped my mind that Warner, uh, Warner Brothers was in on that. I I don't know why. Um, but then yeah, again, you know, so we have Warner Brothers. I'm. Obviously, you know, a huge Nintendo fan, so I hear Nintendo's at E3 this year, and my hopes already skyrocketed through the roof. So I will be a very disgruntled gamer in June when Nintendo doesn't do what I want them to do. Um, and so is how, how are you? How are you knowingly setting your expectations too high? Look, look, this year. No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen, every other Listen. year would have been fine. Because I know Nintendo uh, I know likes going. the... But yeah, but this is... It's literally... We've gone oh, got it. months. Yes, I know we've gone work. weeks without The Legend of Zelda anniversary. <laughs> there it is. Look, we didn't even get a tweet about it. And a <laughs> fucking <laughs> Kirby game. A fuck. <laughs> you got Joy-Cons, bro. Be happy. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying... As I was... No, actually, because that wasn't even in celebration... Of the anniversary, that's in celebration of Skyward uh, HD, which does not count because that also wasn't part of the celebration. But like a fucking a fucking Kirby spinoff game that turned three this year got a fucking post on Instagram, and we didn't get 
anything for Zelda. So obviously, that's the thing. Obviously, I I see E3, Nintendo. I think Breath of the Wild two. Hopefully, because it's they've already given us uh, two. We're sorry, we're still working on the game updates. And if they do it again, that's okay. I'm gonna be mad, but that's okay. And then you know, hopefully, like to me, that's just look. It's just the time to give the people what they oh oh sorry if that if me hitting the mic made it outside. I feel like that's just the time for them to give the people what they want. And this is again. This is the angry Nintendo boy inside of me saying, last year, we didn't really get those big directs. Um, we finally got one this year, but we all agreed that it was kind of very subpar. We knew most of the games that were already on the direct. Um, the one, the couple of surprises was Splatoon. Oh, cool. They can also, you know, give us another update on Splatoon 3 if they're ready. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like last year was such a weird year for all of these gaming companies and you know some some made it work like playstation and that's that's not why they're not coming here but you know they obviously can make it work without e3 um but it's just gonna be cool i don't like i i don't know i'm I'm feeling like this e3 there's a lot of thought that's gonna be put into it and seeing everyone that's there um excuse me that's gonna be really interesting to see what they do what they give their fans um It'd be interesting to see if, you know, anyone else jumps in those time slots available because have three days of your event, it'd be cool to just fill everything with a bunch of new stuff. I'm just excited for the treehouse, honestly. Like the conf- like the, the treehouse like <laughs> the, the conference is the main thing. But I love, but I love, but I love sitting and watching the treehouse. It's a very, it's, it's always puts me in a very zen state, just like them having a chill discussion about these games that are coming out. That's my favorite. That's usually that's one of my favorite parts. Even not the most, but my my favorite part is when they definitely show a mainline game, and you know it's a mainline game. And Gabe, you remember you remember you remember the E three where it it was basically only Breath of the Wild, and then every, almost every day was Treehouse of like Breath of the Wild footage. Did you catch that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good time. That was it, it was, was a bad a year for Nintendo. It was a bad year for Nintendo because that was the only thing that they had that E three, but. It was still a very cozy time to watch and just play Breath of the that's, Wild before it came out. That's okay home. because the next E three they gave us Smash Bros. So you know, yeah. And the next yeah. one they gave. I, I, next one they gave us shit. What, I can't what, remember anything right now. I was just right gonna now. say the next one they gave us Animal Crossing, but I don't remember when we got Animal Crossing. But Animal Crossing was not an E three. That yeah, was it wasn't that E3. was that was which, was it? which yeah. no, it wasn't. Which brings me to my point about E uh, three. Mm-hmm. I am so happy that they're doing E3 solely because the bullshit that was Summer Games and everybody oh, announcing their shit all mad. at random ass times last year was a nightmare for anybody trying to do video game coverage. <laughs> it was so stupid. I missed so many things from just being at work or not knowing that it was happening. And I go mm-hmm. on Twitter and everyone's like, oh yeah, this is happening. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, there's no announcements. There's no organization. It was trash. So, thank you, go, E3. Go in, go, you're, 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 it's 3.05 and your favorite game just got a new announcement. Like, what? have what? no idea. <laughs> exactly. So thank Getting you, up E3. from bed for a sip of water. For putting all these people together in one place. I (laughs) promise you, games journalists are very happy about this because it was a fucking struggle to try to do anything last year. Um, 
But aside from that, I actually don't care about E3 anymore. Uh, <laughs> like, only because, only because I personally have gotten so used to being able to watch these presentations um, with new games from these companies, like with friends, and like it's a really exciting Wednesday morning when Nintendo's like, "Hey, we're gonna give you new Pokemon shit for the anniversary." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" I don't have to wait until like once a year to hear about everything. Or you know, I love the Square Enix presentation. I can't wait mm-hmm. for them to give me another one. I'm so happy that I'm going to get more of these and I don't have to wait once a year to hear from everything that Square's doing. So I personally really like uh, coming home from work on like a random ass day and being able to chill and watch a new video game announcement with my friends on not June, like at another time of a month. So I, and even from Nintendo, even if they're bad, I, I just like talking about video games. So yeah. It's a fun it's a fun discussion time. I really enjoy now seeing these companies being and not only that, but I think um we've watched PlayStation perfect their uh PlayStation Presents what is it called? Is that what it's called? Well, yeah, what is it called? PlayStation State of Play. State of Play, thank State you. Play. I am so yeah. out of it. Yeah, so we've watched uh PlayStation perfect their state of play, right? And I mean Gabe talked about it, like the Sony's using their own camera technology. Like, we didn't even know if the people were fucking real. Or, like, Uh, like, it looks so good. And you got all this stuff that you can do when you work in-house that you don't necessarily get to do when you're in a big group. And I live for, like, the leading up to the PlayStation, um, everything that PlayStation did leading up to that, um, everything we saw from Nintendo uh, with the Switch while everything was, like, in a a, a array of craziness. All that stuff, I live for it. So I don't actually need E3, but the writer in me is like, thank God (laughs) for E3 because everything's, like, scheduled in there. But I I 100% am happy and prefer that PlayStation and Square Enix are doing their own thing because I just get random little surprises and I love it and I can talk about it and write about it and I don't need fucking E3 to do it. So yeah, I feel both ways. Yeah. I think E3 is a nice um, addition to what's already going on, which is every company, every few months releasing a video of all their cool stuff. Because at the end of the day, most of them at this point are still going to E3 to present one big trailer as an addition. And you were talking specifically about Nintendo. Nintendo has had re- re- regular directs that had bigger announcements than their E3 presentations. Exactly. It's just it's just a place for everyone to put up whatever announcements, but it doesn't. It's gotten to the point where E3 necessarily doesn't necessarily have to be where their biggest announcements have to be anymore. What I am most excited actually to watch is Capcom because I am too. I really love what they've done with. The lady Dimitrescu is that I don't know how to say Dimitrescu. Her name. Um, I love the big lady taken on that whole thing and created this like monster of a, a marketing campaign with her. Now that's so smart. And uh, Monster Hunter Rise is doing stupid numbers, like five million, I think I saw or something. Um, yeah, Resident Evil is just uh, piling up. You know, people were having issues with getting into the RE-verse beta, but, like, Resident Evil is returning really big, and Capcom is just making a shit ton of money right now. So I'm really excited to see what Capcom has to to uh, show off. The only thing I'm worried about is I think that E3, um, I think that this E3 is not really going to be, and obviously this is just speculation, but it's not really going to be new stuff. I think it's going to be a lot of things that we've already seen that we're just getting updates on, and I think that can be kind of, I, you know, I 
Kelly has already talked about, I want to see new stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if this is going to be the E3 for her because a lot of these companies have already shown off a lot of stuff that we haven't heard about. So I think it's going to be a lot of the same things, except for maybe Xbox. I don't know what the fuck Xbox has up their sleeve at this point. So I'm excited to see Xbox. I'm excited for some Capcom uh, updates and to see what they're working on next and then everything else. I'm just, you know, hey, show me the updates to the things you showed me two years ago, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Uh, and we'll see. But you know what is not mm-hmm. going to be at E3? What's that, Jarrell? Stadia. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> and that is my segue, because Stadia has announced 10 more games coming for their <laughs> library to 2021. Kelly really? Hey, hey, hey. What the fuck? <laughs> I saw this and I was like, what? Are they, are they, are they really? use this to die. Like, they're being stabbed repeatedly, and they're like, no! They're being, not only are they being stabbed repeatedly, and people are, like, egging on the stabber, like, yes, <laughs> kill it with fire. And, and no one's helping. No one's buying it. People are like, yeah, that would just be better if you were gone. I would actually love if Stadia came to E3. <laughs> like, I would, I would love to see what the fuck they'd have to say. Uh, but this article is from GameStop.com. Yeah. It says Stadia announced <laughs> 10 more games for its 2021 library. And it says Ga- Google may have abandoned its efforts to create exclusive games for its Stadia streaming service through internal development mm-hmm. studios, which is technically what they did. They didn't technically close. They were just like, we're not doing the whole our own IP shit. Um, but the company still has plenty of games headed to its platform from third-party developers. And I think uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I believe, is still one of them. Mm-hmm. And this is next week, we'll see the first of ten new games headed to Stadia, starting with The Dark Side Detective, A Fumble in the Dark. Um, Google previously announced that a hundred other games would be releasing on its platform, including Judgment, Killer Queen Black, Street Power Football, and Hellpoint. Um, a lot of them do not have specified release dates, but uh, I was going to ask how you guys feel about Stadia uh, continuing on and still taking on third-party titles for their uh, PC play, but I think I kind of got the vibe. Go away. <laughs> like, uh, dude, all I, all, whenever you say Stadia in the same in the same uh, breath as E3, all I can think about is that one E3 where Stadia was just coming out and they were still optimistic it would do well. When Ubisoft was saying, like, this game is coming out for PlayStation 1, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and winking not to Phil Harrison and Google Stadia. Things are worse. And then Phil Harrison was just like, stone face, just like clapping. Like, he wasn't even happy or angry. He was just like, <laughs> just like, yes, produce my games. <laughs> That's all I can think about. Like, every- Ubisoft supports anyone, man. They, they really do. The Wii U when- they supported the Wii U when that came out. They jumped shit pretty quick, but at the beginning, they were they were the one people that was like, "No, this Wii U can be good. We're gonna make this Zombie U game exclusive to the system." I was, Ooh, that game! And it was fun. I played it a little bit. Zombie U's great. I'm glad. Uh, it's it sucks that people didn't play it, but you know, Wii U. What are you doing? Bring a Switch. They should Zombie Switch. I, I fucking don't know what they would call it. <laughs> <laughs> Not zombie. Yeah, it's kind of. Isn't that what they called it? Like, call- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, that's what they did. But yeah, that'd be cool. So I know that these movie. guys don't give a shit about Stadia, but <laughs> David, how do you feel about Stadia? Um, so obviously Stadia, Stadia ever since its announcement has always been like to me, why is this something you're investing in? It always seemed pointless. But um <laughs> <Okay>. facts. <laughs> 
but like so so there were there were a couple different angles for like from the company side like why stadia exists so one of them is a person doesn't have to own a hardware platform right but then the other one is you don't have to have a super powerful pc whatever to play these games so i'm like thinking all right from that angle of not needing super high-end hardware and i'm looking at these 10 games that are coming to stadia they're all like super low like low-fi games that like anybody could run so it's like (laughs) <laughs> that's all i have to say that's all i have to say <laughs> he's like that's it that's it and you're not wrong all of these get you're 100 percent right all of these games can be run on nintendo switch yeah <laughs> like they are some of them are on the switch so it's like yeah you, you said it, it reminds me of when we talked about on the other podcast um when they told people this game can only be played on Stadia because it has some brand new technology, and then we find out that it's coming to every other console like a year later. Like, mm, mm-hmm. somebody lied down the line. Uh, and it's like, I thought the concept of Stadia was cool, but at this point, I feel like, yeah, I think everyone does have a computer, but it like the entry level to video games is kind of low currently. Um and I, I mean that in a good way. Like, you can buy a Switch Lite for 200 bucks and play Breath of the Wild, right? For $100 more, you can jump in on Next Gen on an Xbox Series S. Um, the, the PlayStation 5 um, uh, digital version and the Xbox Series uh, S are, what, 300 bucks? Mm-hmm. Like, you can jump into Next Gen and get a PS5 for $300 if you can find one. That is... Uh... Uh, actually, uh, the PS5 digital is four hundred. Oh, it's four hundred. Yeah, Thank the you. cheapest entry for next gen currently is uh, Xbox Series S, S for three hundred. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, but if you're gonna go to Stadia, you could just get a fucking PS4 or an Xbox One. Like, <laughs> uh, you could. You can just go last gen <laughs> for like two hundred. Like, you don't even need next gen. You and know, play the same games. Um, yeah, yes. My my point though. Thank you for the correction. My point is just that. It, uh, Access of next gen is uh, easy to attain if you can find what you want. Uh, so I don't think that, and I do think yes, everyone has a computer, but I don't think that it is very difficult to be able to play these games outside of Stadia and still enjoy yourself and mm-hmm. not need Stadia. So I don't even know why we need Stadia. Just go buy a Switch and play yeah. Breath of the Wild. It'll make Gabe happy. Yes, and tweet him and, and tweet him. Let him know you're playing it. If you play, um, Breath of the Wild, and then buy Age of Calamity and make your experience even better. Play Bravely Default Two with me. Oh, it's not multiplayer. Yo, girl, you want to buy me? You want to buy me Bravely Default Two? <laughs> I mean, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. <laughs> we can talk about it. <laughs> Negotiations are open. Oh, Bro, no. you haven't bought me a game in ages. Oh my god. And now I'm going to move on because this is about to get really bad for me. Um, so, speaking of games that I haven't bought people, I have not bought anyone Pac-Man 99, which is apparently coming back as a Battle Royale. Uh, th- Brandon, please. Not free. I, 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 so, it's it's not only coming back, it's it's out. Like, they announced oh. that. Like, like, that game... Okay, so Nintendo Switch Online editions, they're always, they always come out of left field. Like, anytime they announce a new NES or SNES game, it's like, hey, here's these new games that are coming to service. They're coming out next week. 
So for this one, this is the quickest turnaround by far because this got announced at 9 p.m. one night, and it says it's coming out tomorrow at the 9 p.m. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And that happened to be on Wednesday where I was streaming Galaxy, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do Pac-Man 99 like right after this. Um, before I talk about my thoughts on it, I'll just say Pac-Man 99. This is clearly their. Wait, hang on. Gabe wants to talk. What? Yeah, this... uh, no, I'm just. Re- oh, I'm oh, just resting your arms. Okay, I'm holding on to my bed. No, I'm holding on to my bed. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, so Pac-Man 99. This is clearly to um, because you know Super Mario Brothers 35 is now dead. It is no longer Ooh. playable on Nintendo Switch Online. So they had to have another another game in addition to Tetris 99 that you could play with your Nintendo Switch Online subscription. So. I guess they uh, like behind the scenes made a deal with Namco, Bandai Namco, to make a Pac-Man '99, and there you go. It's a it's a game where you can play with 98 other players and survive as long as you can in the Pac-Man maze. And yeah, it's 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 a it's a like Mario and like Tetris. It's a game everyone's played, so it's a natural way yeah, to um get bit. Okay, but moving on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I have played Pac-Man. Moving on. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it's it's a game that most people have played these three <laughs> games. So having that in a in a battle royale format where you can just play online. Um. Obviously, there's some new mechanics tied to these online battle royale versions, but they're more or less like the same experience. You played them, you pretty much know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's it's a it's a smart thing to do. Like to have these well known games be these battle royale things. And it does make the Nintendo Switch Online, a, you know, a more enticing service when you have these games available. If you want more content on Pac-Man 99, you can buy it optionally, but you don't really need it to just play the basic mode, which is to play against 90 other people. It's free with your Nintendo Switch Online subscription. That's pretty much my thoughts on it. As far as actually have played the game, it's great. If you love Pac-Man, you'll really enjoy the, this game. It's a... Uh, what, what can you say? It's a Pac-Man Battle Royale. You survive as long as you can against other people. With the mechanics they had, catch ghosts, send them to your opponent so they could get screwed over by the ghosts. You can make like a whole bunch of ghosts appear in your 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 enemy's map while you just like sit clean, and then it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I got like seventh place last night. That's my best rank right now. I'm gonna get that victory out at some point. I only love this because I want my mom to play. Dude, I was thinking that the same the same <laughs> thing. My dad, my dad. Basically, like whenever Pac-Man, the original Pac-Man arcade game, he played it so much at like his local bars and whatever. So he loves Pac-Man. So at some point, I gotta like show him this and see if he would want to play it because he doesn't play games, but he loves Pac-Man. I mean, is it hard? No, I mean, if you play Pac-Man, you'll pretty much get this pretty much right away. Then how come you didn't win? Oh, because the other players are better. <laughs> and I want to I say that out of five matches, getting seven for my last one, I don't think I did too damn bad. Let me just say. Damn, that. I can't do that good in a battle royale. Are you kidding? Can't, yeah, this Pac-Man. I was, I was literally Forget, I can't even get past the first. No, because you know what? Now we want to see you win I a Pac-Man battle royale. Victor Morale first you try. Pop shit, you better back it up. <laughs> nah, I will not be playing Pac-Man. So you know what? Just... Brandon, have a smash match with him. Play uh, Pac-Man, and he plays whoever. <laughs> okay, actually, we can do I, that. We can do that. I can do that. I can beat him with Pac-Man. <laughs> you know, he's gonna bring up Smash. Let's play Battle Royale. Let's play fucking Call of Duty. Warzone. I have actually. I yeah, have right it. now, guys, the podcast is done. We're all gonna play uh, Call of Duty. <laughs> Peace out.
Uh, anyway, um, that's what we did last week. We're just like, we really yeah, yeah, we're just like, yeah, all right, we really we're that. gonna go. Oh, uh, the week that I had to go early. Yeah, we literally ended the podcast early to wow. play Outriders. I mean, we were yeah. kind of wrapping up anyway, but like, it makes you feel like we're wrapping up. So, okay, hold on. So, I'm gathering several things from this. I'm get, I'm gathering several things from this. One, I'm the one that makes the podcast last longer because you just said we ended earlier because we were running out of things to talk about. Two. <laughs> offended so you know i'm just well, gonna have i'm gonna have the rest of my nerves happened was kelly explained to us that the podcast only lasts so long because you always have to argue with me and when you left <laughs> there was no argument and we got to finish the discussion perfectly fine and we had extra time and we were like fuck this let's go play outriders and then we here's why that's wrong and we played for like 10 minutes here's why that's wrong See, the man has because, to argue no there, hold here on because i can <laughs> prove it I can pull up more episodes where everyone argues my point than where I go and argue Jarrell's point. And that is my finishing line for this topic. I'm going to continue eating my nerds. There Which, by the way, if you haven't had nerds in a while, I don't know They're if they've so put nice. anything new in it. They have gotten so much better. Nothing to do with video games, so I'm going to shut up now. Hey, nerds, sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we talked about you. No, it has um, everything to do with video games. Nerds play video games. Oh, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> Actually, geeks play video games, not nerds. Nerds are uh, school smart. Why would you ruin her great joke? This is why we can never end on time. See, this is why, <laughs> this is why we play games without you. I just, I just wanted to be like said on record, before this podcast started, they said that they like to pick on me. No one said we like to pick on you. So, what? You're gonna pick on me. Oh. oh I did. Kelly did say that. There's always gonna be someone for me to pick on, and I sure. will do it. And you're the youngest, and so you're like an easy target. I pick on people. It's like. According to Jarrell, according to Jarrell, Jarrell is the youngest. Yeah, but so I'm the host, you're so you wrong. Jarrell is my, like, is my podcast bestie. Host is the main person to get picked on. That's how it works. Anyway, <laughs> so, uh, can't beat me in Smash. I wanted to pick up, yeah, I can't beat you in Smash. I'm not even gonna, uh, whatever. That's right. Um, say, something say that I wanted to pick on, which is gonna be my last topic for tonight, because it's running late here, um, and I'm not gonna even go into full detail on it, but I do want to just get your opinions on this. So there is a video game in development, uh, I believe it's called This Land Is My Land, um, and they have an official Twitter account, and we'll talk about this more on another podcast, but, um... They have come out and they've tweeted that, um, and this is a direct quote from the tweet, though we have no indigenous people in our development team, we have some in our community and we are always open to feedback to improve our game. We researched our projects for years before making them known and respected for um, making historical based games on Steam. Uh, uh, as we unveil a new server infrastructure and a minor game update, a short social services uh, outage may occur tomorrow. Wednesday, April 7th, not important. Uh, but they go on to say Native American history is a passion for each of us here, and we are honored to have been able to bring it to life. There is no specific tribe represented, and truthfully, nothing in the game slanders the Native American community. Um, so, uh, but I, I, the reason I bring this up, sorry, the reason I bring this up is because I want to know whether you guys think it's okay to develop a game about an experience, in this case, the Native American experience, and not have any Native American people on your team. But then, you know, say, it's fine because we have community members and we've done the research. Do you think what they're doing is okay? What other games did they do like this? I don't know. Oh, because they said they mentioned they had done other games like this. Um, I'm just curious. I, 
I doubt the whole research that they're claiming because I was looking through the thread or, or some of the screenshots Jarrell sent me, and then I, I did some of my own, like, looking through, and, like, they have this whole FAQ answering questions, right? And, like, some of the questions were, like, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter what the question was. And they kept, like, skirting around giving specific information. Like, they were giving the same PR speak. Like, we have done our research. We are very, (laughs) very, like, passionate about this. But they give no specific mention of any, like, it seems like they are just using the whole, we did our research without actually doing research as an excuse to do whatever it is they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if they really had done their research... Like, some of the Q&As, like, that would have been the opportunity to give specific information about what links they went to. But all they said was, we did our research, and that's pretty much it. It was so interesting to actually read through some of that and see some people on my timeline responding to it. Because not only that, the way that they said some of the stuff was apparently incorrect. And unfortunately, I can't talk too much on it because I haven't done enough research on my own. But... like they they said one of the things that they said was the tribe asked and the chiefs listened and i was like y'all aren't y'all aren't indigenous like you're not chiefs like who is this tribe? like you can't say that like the tribe asked for a video game we're the chiefs and so we listened and now we're making them a video game because now you're just like people you're literally just white people calling yourself the chiefs of a tribe like what like this is not how you create a video game obviously Obviously, for me, I think, to answer my own question, I do think you can't... I think there's a fine line, right? I think that you can create experiences with people whether you are of that uh, ethnic background or not. I think you can do that. What Mm -hmm. I don't think you can do is create a specific experience of that ethnic background and not have consultation with someone um, from that area. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to talk specifically about, and I, I can only, t- I'm I am black, so I can only talk about the black experience. If you're going to make a video game about black people, and there are no black people on the development team of this black people video game, like, what are y'all going to make the game about? <laughs> like, I, like, what are you going to do? And then when you say, it's fine, we've done the black experience research, and, <laughs> like, we know exactly what it is, so we've got this. And then when people ask them, they're just like, oh, no, yeah, we've done the research, and... Not only have we done the research, we have black people in the community who are totally going to help us out. And I can tell you that the black people in that community are... I Never mind. Um, (laughs) Never mind. What I will say is, I don't think it's okay. I feel like if you're going to develop uh, specifically for, uh, you know, that experience, you need to have people on your team that can help you develop with that experience. I think you can't... I just don't think you can do it. I don't think it's the same as, like, you know, a, a white a comic book author creating a non-white comic book character. I think that can be done, but I still think there needs to be some consultation on that as well, because there are some nuanced things that, like, I don't know about Indigenous people. So if I'm playing your game, um, I'm not going to have the same experience as someone else, but I'm, I might end up being naive and taking your game as fact. And if you're misrepresenting someone, that's probably the worst thing that you can do. Like you're trying to be good and you end up misrepresenting uh, an entire people. And I'm done talking about it. Um, I, I, (laughs) like, I don't know if you guys feel differently that you can possibly develop something without having those people on the team or how you feel about the subject. Um, I I agree. Like, um, like what, what you said, Jarrell, like, um, Research research helps a lot, especially if you're actually thorough in it. But 
in a case like this where you're specifically rec- uh, researching an experience of somebody, research will only tell you so much. You have to – I really do feel like that if you want it to be authentic, that you do need a consultation from someone that has lived it. And, you know, and I think there's value. And if you're going to do it like a based on like a culture specifically, I think there's value in having multiple voices because one person's experience is not going to be the same as the other. If you do only one experience, that's very anecdotal and it could not, and that could also be misrepresentation. Mm -hmm. So I think there, I think there's, you know, it depends on what kind of research they're doing, but the way that sounds like based on everything you've told me, it sounds like they just like, uh, did, did like heavy research and maybe textbooks or maybe did some Google dives or something like that. And if you do it long enough, you it's not going to be bad necessarily, but you're going to get some stuff wrong if you don't have the proper consultation. And that's what I'm thinking. Exactly. There's a tweet and I finally found it. There's a tweet uh, from them and it says, post an image of your chief in the comment section and get the chance to win game keys. And they're like, oh, post yeah. your chief. And I'm like, what? Like, what the fuck? Like, how do y'all not see how this can be offensive? Like, not even can be. How this is offensive. Like, this is my cheat. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Why did y'all do this? Like, I want to know what, what, what was the, why? Why? Like, I just, I don't understand why, Gabe. What were you saying? Um, for me, the biggest, like, no-no points that they had was, <laughs> no, um, no let points. me, because, because uh, I I did what uh, David did, and I immediately opened up the thread, went to Twitter, went through their Q&As on Reddit, um, was, uh, it's this tweet right here. Um, it says, Native American history is a passion for each of us here, and we are honored to have been able to bring it to life. There is no specific tribe representation. Um, so, one of the biggest things of Native American culture is their tribes. So if you're going to talk about literally, if if you're going to talk about their history, I'm not saying there has to be a numerous amount of tribes, but has to be at least one tribe with its real name, because that's literally not all. Again, this is another thing. Not all Native American tribes run the same. The um, so I'm not going to say specific names because I have a tendency of messing up names. So I'm not going to do that. But like, you know, the, the tribes that were, you know, located in Southern Florida are not going to be the same as the tribes um, located in what's now Washington on the, uh, um, on the Western coast. Um, so that, that for me was like, you want to, you, you know, you're trying to save face by saying you do research and you know about native American history, but it's not included in your game. So that doesn't make any sense because it's you're just not going by the history. Another thing was uh, one of their Reddit Q and A's. Um, oh well, I wasn't going to mention this one, but this one I happened to just pop up. Uh, someone asked, "Hey there, guys, wish list the game. Do you have any plans to implement religion or Native American culture customs, such as ceremonies or dances? Would love to see that." Which again ties into the different tribes of Native America. Um, and their answer was. Good question. We've been thinking about this, so eventually it can get into the plans and be implemented. You just said there's no tribes in your game. How are you going to implement it? Um, but that's not the one I was going to talk about. The one I was going to talk about was um, the question was, what inspired you to make a game from the perspective of the natives, and what kind of research did you do to make the game anyone to go on a field trip to see... On a field trip? Really? On a field trip to see the landscapes and tools or... Uh, <laughs> was mostly by video and pictures. Their response, which it's pretty laughable, uh, we're, we've 
we're always been well typos there i think they meant to say we've always been excited about native american culture which been widely shown in our childhood via books and movies so i'm not gonna read the rest of oh, books and movies God. oh no <laughs> books and movies i can tell you off the top of my head right now uh, a native american movie that doesn't portray indians the way they're supposed to be portrayed pocahontas from disney that's the type of stuff they got if they, if they that's got research, from books bro. and movies, which come on, yeah, that's, that's the research that you already. Pocahontas a like hundred times. I mean, I think we know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even if you read a history um, book, I have you seen what they put now it's, in history books? They're yeah. like. Oh, the Native Americans and the Pilgrims were friends. Exactly. The Natives gave Oh my god, I remember those. Willingly. Like, that's, yeah, that doesn't seem like what happened, but go <laughs> off. Right. You know, I mean, like, that's what you're going to give from a history book now. They're just completely exactly. wiping away. Anyways, I don't want to get But But with, with the answer like that, they didn't even go into history books. They went into what was, you know, childhood books and movies. Childhood books going to sugarcoat things more than the history books uh, history books do so it's just i don't you know this is really bad i don't there's i don't think it, there's just nothing right about the game to me well something that is right is that if anyone wants to hear um the perspective and point of view of an indigenous games journalist you can listen to an episode of hpcritical.com where i talk to our very own joey who is awesome and indigenous and representative of that culture and we have a great conversation about what that means and how underrepresented they are in video games and when they and he does specifically mention that when they are represented in video games it's usually wrong or pretty bad and i think this is going to be a great example of exactly what he's talking about so if you haven't heard that episode i don't remember which one it is but um yeah go back and listen i'll put it in the show notes and it's a great conversation that we have about that so um i can't wait to talk to him about this it's gonna be fucking hilarious um anyway before we close out is there anything else that you guys want to talk about five uh no i think yeah three i think that oh is someone is someone talking like i was like oh if if you're listening to this uh don't forget to download your ps plus games one of the new uh, for the ps5s one of the new ps plus games is a odd world soul storm which i downloaded and it's ready to play and i'm probably gonna play after this but check it out and the other two games uh, for ps4 are days gone which is a zombie survival game and the other game which we mentioned earlier the zombie army 4 whatever the hell it's called it has a really zombie army game. 4 that's a good yeah, that's, that's a good a very zombie army. i don't think that's the name <laughs> zombie army 4 sounds like when you watch a tv show and they have to make up a video game because of licensing reasons and they'll just yeah. call it zombie <laughs> army 4 <laughs> <laughs> they can't call it Call of Duty, so they call it Zombie Army. Um, <laughs> oh my god, what was I going to say about that? Oh, that's actually what I was going to say about why I still think PlayStation's doing really well here, because, uh, and I mentioned this before, but PS Plus always gives us a brand new PlayStation game. Like, they've been advertising... Yeah, they've been really good about that, actually. ...forever, and I thought I was going to have to pay for it, only to find out that I get it for free. And then they gave us Final Fantasy for free, and then they gave us Bugsnax for free, and I'm, like, they're... They're giving me all the new shit for free still, and I'm very Jarrell, I don't want to get your hopes up, but what if Kena Bridge of Spirits is on PS? Bruh, oh my oh. god. I don't think it'll happen. Actually, wait. 
Is it a PlayStation exclusive? It is, right? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. oh it's happening. Please. It's going to happen. Please do that. It's going to happen. It would be their, like, PlayStation 5 game of the month, right? Like, I, oh, my God. I, oh, and yeah, more, and more, and more, and more to the point because, um. Oh, I would pay for was, that game. Like, I would, too. I would, too. But that'd be nice. But what I was, what I was saying is, like, on our Twitter, we did post about how Deathloop got um, delayed to September 21st. Oof, and one, I'm really I'm really hoping Deathloop is a PS Plus title because that is a game that looks interesting but I don't want to pay for. So that goes on PS Plus. I will definitely play it. Like, Kino is, is great enough that... I, I don't know. I don't know. Something about it. Something about that game, like the way that it's like uh, the texture, it looks fun, but it's not something I want to pay 70 bucks for. So I'm just looking at it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I... But if it's on PS Plus, I'll play it. Kina, I'll pay for it. That's it. I'm, honest, I'm super, super into Kina. Want to pay seventy bucks for any type any of game? game no exactly. what <laughs> yeah, it's now gotten to the point that where new title. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm always scared. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. This I have to really want the game now. I think for seventy bucks. No, so Kina, I, I would. But if it came for free. I ain't gonna say no. If you think <laughs> I will drop seventy bucks for Final Fantasy sixteen, you are wrong. I will also pay seventy for Final Fantasy. <laughs> I will so pay eighty for that. bucks for that. I will pay a hundred dollars for the deluxe edition of that. I've paid hundred. I'm not even that mad when it comes to Legend of Zelda. Shit, game. Oh, if if Nintendo comes up to me and says, "Oh yeah, Breath of the Wild two is eighty bucks," I guarantee you, I will find another way to get it. Only fans. I will not pay anybody. <laughs> I thought he was gonna like. Oh my god! Can you like do it Ideally, it would you be stealing. My you know, master store. <laughs> <laughs> you just see it for free right here in the podcast. Oh my god! Oh no! Oh, Damn it! No, the real story. We have to end the podcast now. It's over. Bruh, someone is going to email us and be like, is this twitch.tv? They have sexually harassed me by oh, claiming Jesus. that his... No, pilot... they cannot, they're not allowed to send that email until episode 69. We already agreed oh to this. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn it. I'm so sorry, David. We're not always like this. We are always No, like no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, and with that, I think we're I think we're good for tonight. <laughs> so thank you guys for talking to me as usual. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, we will have links in the show notes to David's Twitter and obviously for HP Critical where you can contact the rest of us. And with that, I think we're all good to go. So good night, everybody. Peace. Bye. Bye. Let's go. HP Critical.